Good evening, everybody. My name is Nancy. I'm a grateful, abstaining, compulsive reader. And whenever it is the first step, the first year of the month, I always think about step one. And I think about what it was like when I first came in here. I came to the program in 1975. I was brought by a family member who became my Eskimo, who I had lunch with today. And unfortunately, she's falling into dementia, and it's really hard. But she was the lady that brought me to my first OA meeting. And I was skeptical at best. I was angry because it was a Thursday night, and I watched the Waltons on Thursday night, and I had to miss them to come to this meeting that they were going to tell me that I was too fat. And that's what I thought it was going to be. And I came to the to the uh, newcomers meeting at that time. And at that time, we had two food plans. One was the gray sheet. One was the orange sheet. They were both presented to us. And we were told that you had to get a food sponsor. You had to call your food in every day and tell your food sponsor what you were going to eat. And then you had to eat that way. And I looked at this program and I said, you mean that I can never eat anything other than on this list ever again? And the woman said, you can eat anything you want. You just can't eat it today. Well, that was kind of put me in my place. I was very skeptical. The God stuff didn't bother me because I had been, I had been, involved in church. I had 14 years perfect attendance at Sunday school. My mother had been the Sunday school superintendent and we had to go every Sunday whether we wanted to go or not. I had been confirmed in our church and I I truly had, um, I didn't have a great daily walk, but I had a daily walk with a, with a higher power. And so that stuff didn't bother me. The things that bothered me were the other stuff, you know, turn my will and my life over to the care of this higher power? Am I really going to do that now? I had a daily walk, but that didn't mean that I turned over my... That meant that I had some thoughts here and there about things that I should do. And I didn't check everything out with God that I did. Did I have to do that? And then they shoved this gray sheet at me, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, that night, the gal that spoke at that meeting was from New York. She was very melodramatic. She had talked about how she left home, and she had taped the, the, the letter that she had written to her parents about leaving home behind her graduation picture and put it back up on the wall. Already I like her, right? This, is, this drama stuff just gets to me. Anyway, she came out to California, all the way across the country, and, you know, she found several places that she could get the food that she needed, and she was happy. And then, you know, she'd go to Vendome's Liquors, for those of you that are aware of, of a nice liquor store, they have this really pretty ice. And it does this really pretty stuff. And when you, when soda is one of the things that you drink, that's, that ice is pretty 
it's it's pretty nice to have. But the main thing she told me that night was she had to stop making food so important in her life. Food was not going to save her. Food was going to destroy her. And I took that to heart. I really thought about that. And was I willing to allow my compulsive overeating to destroy my life? Because it had gotten pretty bad. The reason I was there is because I had caught myself in the mirror unaware. And I saw what my behind looked like. And I was not a happy camper. I had no idea that I looked like that. And it really bothered me a lot. So, all right. So I took the gray sheet and I started working on a gray sheet and I got as crazy about the gray sheet as I had been about eating. And I made impossible rules for myself. And it worked because in 18 months, I lost 183 pounds. And I was hip slicking cool and looking good. And I had never had a boyfriend. I had never had an actual date. I was 25 years old. And I was so naive about life because I had never participated. Every time that I had gotten close, I had found a way not to participate because I was afraid. I was afraid I wasn't going to measure up. I was afraid people were going to make fun of me. I was the fat girl in school. Everybody made fun of me. They would make pig noises at me, and that echoed through the hallways. And I, I... I didn't want any part of this if it, you know, I just didn't, I wasn't going to fit in ever. And now all of a sudden, I'm fitting in. I'm wearing smaller clothes and people are noticing. And I started, my, my sponsor and I started working the program together and I started writing a an inventory and I and I started doing the stuff I was supposed to do and it was really amazing and I met a lot of people in 1975 we didn't have a lot of people who had OA recovery but we had a lot of people that had AA recovery and I was required to go to an AA meeting once a week and I met some of the people that have written books that we all read Chuck C who wrote a new pair of glasses and Doctor, the doctor that wrote Acceptance, he and Maxine came out to talk to us. And all of these people that had changed their lives for the better. So I kept abstaining and I kept going. And eventually I accepted that I was a compulsive overeater completely and I accepted that I needed to change my life and uh, I did and then I met this wonderful man and I decided to turn my life and will over to the care of Howard as I understood him and he said you don't have to go to those meetings anymore so I didn't he got we got married we had two children 11 years later I was miserable and didn't know what to do and so I left him and I went back to the program well by that time the program had changed and I had to do 
they said I should go to Howe. So I went to Howe. Howe was very similar to OA when I was started at the beginning. We started with the gray sheet. It had a similar, it had the 30 step, the 30 day questions, which I wrote. And then they wanted you to write this inventory, which I did. It wasn't as invasive as the, as the original inventory that I had written because I had done the 12 step inventory that my sponsor had suggested that I do. And she would, had done it from her sponsor and it was an AA inventory. Um, and then I wrote the how inventory. And then later I wrote, um, you know, pride principles of alcoholic, the applied the I don't know. It was, it was another inventory that was even deeper, but it all, all of it helped me. All of it helped me. All of it worked. I wasn't always abstinence, but I always kept coming back after that first time I left. And then in 2013, several things happened in rapid succession. I totaled my car. I moved into a new house. I brought my husband home from the hospital and he passed away six days after my mother was diagnosed with a fatal disease. I stayed with my mom until she passed away in September. And before I could get her in the ground, my position of 13 years was eliminated at a big healthcare organization here in California. And I just figured that God had dropped me in the middle of a puddle and had forgotten that I lived. I was angry and I was, how could this happen to me? I had always been right there. I had, I had, I worked the program. I, I did everything I was supposed to do. How could this happen to me? How could this happen to me? I was found myself sitting in a dark room playing video games and eating. And that's what I did until my friend picked me in the behind, not literally, but picked me up and I said, I don't think that I need to go. You have to go back to a meeting. You need to take me to this meeting. The gal is speaking used to be your sponsor. You need to come to this meeting. So all right, so I went to the meeting. I wasn't impressed. It was nice to see the gal, but she didn't tell me anything I didn't know. And so about a week later, she said, you have to take me to this other meeting. It's over in Thousand Oaks. Now, I live in Santa Clarita, which is 24 miles from Simi Valley, and that meeting is 27 miles from Thousand Oaks where this meeting was. So for me to get to this meeting, it's over 50 miles one way. So I have to take her to this meeting. Okay, fine. I take her to this meeting. And the gal that's speaking is a gal that I've known on program for a long, long time. And she talked about what had happened to her, which was a very similar thing that had happened to me. And what she did, rather than shut down and start playing video games and eating, what she did was Oh my gosh. Maybe that would work for me. So I did. I, that was 10 years ago. 
I inherited my mother's house when she died in 2013. My son and his family lived in this house with my mother. She had invited them to come here. So I just moved into my mom's room. And I started working the program on a daily basis. I got a sponsor that made me read and write every day. I didn't have ever have to do that before. But I had to turn in my food and read something and write about it every day. And I had to call her at 6.40 in the, in the morning with that stuff written and my food ready to go. I was retired. Lots of times I didn't get out of bed until 9.30. But I had to get up every morning at 6.40 and call her. If I called at 6.45, she didn't answer the phone. We were together for nine months. And in that nine months, I learned more about myself and self-discipline than I had ever learned before. And at the end of our time together, she decided I needed to get another sponsor for a number of reasons. I had I had more time in the program than she did. There was a lot of reasons why, but it was it was a mutual thing, and it was not terrible. It wasn't a you know it wasn't a terrible breakup. We're still very good friends, and we see each other all the time. But I found a sponsor who was more suited to my needs at that time. But the bottom line is, I started looking at my life and realizing that the promises were coming through for me. Did we lose Nancy? Linda, she dropped off. There was a funny noise, so wherever she's calling from, maybe they had a power out. Who knows? I mean, I think there's a glitch in the system. I think there's a glitch in the system. Let's wait a minute and see if she can get back on. She left off with a promise where the promises were coming true. So if she gets back, we want to find out what happened, or I do. Uh-huh. I can tell you there's other issues across the country, so it could be a problem. That could be checking the towers. I don't know. Just an educated guess. Okay. Wow, that's too bad. Well, if she comes back on, we'll let her continue. If not, we're uh, over to halftime. Okay. Hi, this is Nancy. I'm back, guys. I don't know what happened. I just it just went oh, away. Good, Nancy. Good, Nancy. Continue. Okay. okay. All right. So, okay. Um. So I was saying at that time that my husband could not have lived the way I do now, um, living in the house the way I do, because my grandkids all live here. It would have driven him driven him crazy. They're not his grandkids; they're just mine. Anyway, I learned in a very short period of time that I was happier than I had ever been 
in this situation. My youngest granddaughter was two months old when I moved in here. She's going to be 10 in February. And it has been the most amazing experience of my life to be here. Um, I have been able, I, I take, you know, I had ravaged my body so badly in the time that I had been in and out. My knees don't work. I ride a scooter. I have type 2 diabetes. I've had a heart valve replaced. I take 44 pills to manage every day. But I've never been happier in my life. I make it work one day at a time. I make it work. I make it work for me. I make it work for the people I sponsor. I have given away just a little over 80 pounds since I've been back. And uh, I still need to lose some more, and that's okay. I just keep working at it one day at a time. I abstain, and I work, and I do my, my reading and my writing, and I do my praying, and I know that God is with me because I feel him. I had rejected the God of my childhood when I came back. And my sponsor, the first thing she had me do was write a want ad for a new for a new for a new higher power, which I did. And after I had practiced gentle reminder, five minutes remaining. Thank you, sweetie. Um I After after I wrote this the the new thing for the the one dad for my higher power and I gave it to my sponsor, I worked very hard diligently on reading and writing like she had directed me to do. And after I had been back for about a year, I realized I hadn't. It wasn't the God that walked away from me. My higher power and the and the new higher power that I had created called my God. That's what I called the new one was my God, not just God anymore. We're the same entity in my heart and in my mind. I had run away from him. He hadn't run away from me. And when I, when I made that connection and I got down and realized that I had to say thank you to this power who had helped restore my sanity, because that's basically what happened. I got restored to sanity, and uh, I felt this amazing wash, this amazing power wash over me. Like, okay, the the feud is ended. You're back. We're back together. We can trudge on from here, and that's exactly what I've done. I've trudged on from there. Like I say, I've lost a few. I've, I've lost almost 80 pounds. I have done the reading and the writing. I'm working right now with a 12-step, a big book 12-step group that's going through the, the big book with the 12 steps with guided by a gentleman. And I, it's really interesting the things that I'm finding out. One of the things I had never done was I had never read, read the AA 12 and 12. What an amazing book. What an amazing book. It has so much to offer. And maybe I glanced over it the first time and didn't see it, but as I'm reading through it now, it's, uh, it's just, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> 
what's happening to me and how I am reacting and things that I'm finding out about myself. But the bottom line is, as I look at page 83 and I look at the promises and I have, I am experiencing a new happiness. I am, I'm, all of those things that it talks about, the financial insecurity has left. I don't spend more on food now than I do on the rent. It makes it a real make makes it real easy. I'm, my life is so much better today. I'm so much happier. I am. I don't think the world is coming to an end if I don't get whatever it is that I wanted to do. I understand that nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. It says that on page 417 of the big book, if you've never heard that before. When Dr. Bob talks about different things in his part, and when Bill talks about things in his his story, these things are just, they used to be just words that I read. read. Now they mean something to me. And if I can give anything to you that, if I can say anything that will help you get to that point, I hope that I've said something that gets there because never in my life have I been happier. Never in my life have I felt more alive. Never in my life have I felt more like living than I do every day when I get up and I start with my first, the first three steps, my prayers, and get on with my life. Thanks for letting me share.